Hey guys, welcome to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardee from CandidConfidence.com. I'm a confidence coach, blogger, and online course instructor here to help you unleash your inner badass. This podcast is for the girl who is ready to ditch the self-doubt, overcome the overthinking, and live a life that feels fearless and free. So let's do the damn thing. Hey, 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 welcome to the Candid Confidence Podcast. Here with me today is Stephanie Boley, who I had the pleasure of meeting last month when I went to a mastermind retreat in Toronto. Stephanie came and did such an amazing talk and meditation session with us. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to ask her to be on the podcast because I just love her energy. She is truly special and I just know you guys are going to love her as much as I do. And yeah, so a little bit about Steph. She is formerly known as Stephanie Morrison. You may know her by that name. And she is formally trained as a holistic nutritionist, yoga and meditation teacher, and Ruby Med psychosomatic therapist. She's a spiritual guide and oracle and mentors individuals in the areas of emotional health and spirituality. She's also the founder of The Halo, a monthly full moon gathering, Halo retreats, and The Halo Healing Academy, a six-week online course to up-level your spirituality. She sees individuals for one-on-one sessions and is passionate public speaking um, in corporations and within the school system. And her greatest mission is to raise consciousness by helping individuals heal emotional blocks and step into their truth. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us. I cannot wait to dive into this chat with you. Welcome to the show. Amazing. Thank you so, so much for having me. And I was just so excited to be able to meet you last month and now that we get to connect. Yes. And since I totally butchered your last name, give us your your last name. It's her new last name, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a it was a good attempt. I liked it. Um it's Bolia, which um <laughs> close. It's a French last name and it stands for beautiful place, Bolia. But you can say it however you'd like. It's it's all good. <laughs> okay. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Steph, can you give my audience a background of kind of your spiritual journey and how that brought you to where you are today? Yes, amazing. I love this question. Um, so this is something that obviously just has kind of naturally evolved over time. Um, I was kind of reflecting on this question and just thinking back to my um, my upbringing. And I grew up in a home with no real religious practices. Um, although my parents were actually both raised very Catholic, um, but they were like true hippies, right? And they wanted to raise me and my siblings in a very like freedom-based home, allowing us to just explore our beliefs on our own instead of really being told what to believe, which was kind of um, a little bit more of, of their upbringing kind of in the, in the church. Um, and so my belief is that we all choose our parents at a really soul level so they can support our lessons, our healing and our mission. Um, so I know that I chose them for this reason. They both had a religious foundation, but they raised me in an environment where I could just be such a free spirit that I am. Um, I'm a life path five. So it's all about um, just kind of, you know, creating my own life and <laughs> and being that free spirit. And um, my mom's a life path six, which is very nurturing. She's a nurse. My dad's a life path nine, which is the humanitarian. So he's always giving back to the community, work, family, and um I just remember as a child really having these strong values and morals within my home. And I really think that was sort of the foundation of my spirituality. And um, I also remember, like, I, re- I actually remember having these conversations with myself saying, I believe in God, even though I didn't go to the church. Um, and it, this wasn't even really a conversation in my home either. Um, but I remember like by myself being in my bedroom and praying at night and it gives me chills just thinking of that. Cause it's like intuitively, I just must have known at a really soul level, um, that I have the ability to connect and that there's just something beyond human existence. Mm. Um, and then after that into more of my teenage years and my university years, Um, I did party a lot during that time, which was definitely my 
you know, my, my free spirit trying to, to get out. Um, but I had left my competitive sports and, um, this was a really big sort of moment for me. And I'm sure a lot of people can kind of relate if they've, you know, if they grew up playing a lot of sports, but it was the one thing Mm -hmm. that made me feel connected at a really like soul level. And so when I was done university, I wasn't playing sports. Um, and I just, I remember feeling really lost. Like I just didn't, I, I was, I was searching, right? Like I was just really searching and mm-hmm. trying to feel connected. I, I knew I just didn't want to get just any job out of university. I wanted to do something that really made me happy and passionate Um, And so that's when I started practicing yoga. Um, I moved to Australia for a few years with my now husband and um, I worked for Lululemon over there and um, it was a big, those years were very transformative for me because I was away from my friends and family. So I could kind of, I remember thinking like, I can just be whoever I want to be, you know, like there's nobody here that knows me. I can be whoever I want to be. And so I just started to dive into self-development at that time. And that was was so many years ago. I I remember getting into, you know, Brene Brown's work and just like diving into like The Secret and like all of those um, books, just kind of searching, you know. Um, And then after Australia, I moved back and I decided to do my holistic nutrition training and my yoga teacher training And then everything just started to kind of unfold from there. Um, It was really when I started working in the field that things started to like big time shift for me. Um, Because as I started to teach people, as I started to guide people more into understanding the physical body and then also the power of the mind, as they healed, I also healed. So it was this like... It was amazing. It's like every time I see a client, they not only heal, but I get to heal too. And um, yeah, it was just, it started with more physical body than than mental. And then the, the soul aspect just naturally came after that. And um, that's when I began practicing Rubamed therapy, which is um, really understanding the emotional blocks in the body, how one can ascend, how one can hold more light, um, how you can heal. Um, I started going to a lot of Reiki sessions with um, one of my mentors. She's also, we've, we were sisters in a past life. So that's been a huge part of my spiritual growth. Um, and then this year has been just such a massive year for me. It's I had a Kundalini awakening at the start of this year. That's when I started to tap into my clairvoyant abilities for the first time. And um, I had a, a miscarriage this year, which I talk very openly about because it was a it was a one of the biggest blessings in my life because it catapulted. <laughs> and I can say this with, with so much confidence that this little baby soul was, you know, the um, I actually call her Rosie. My niece calls her Rosie, but she catapulted my my spirituality and my transformation and my growth and it was during that very dark time that I just dove so deep into my my practices and my faith and now here I am (laughs) amazing well thank you so much for sharing that you tell the story so well (laughs) I had no idea you worked for Lululemon in Australia that is so cool that's amazing yeah I did and it's so funny because it was like when I was over there, it was not like nobody knew what it was. Like people would ask, "Oh, what do you do?" and I'd be oh like, "I work for Lululemon." And they're like, they're like, "What?" <laughs> like they had no <laughs> idea. So, it was very green. It was very green and grassroots. Um, so it was really cool to be there kind of at like more of the beginning stages where now it's, you know, such a such a well-known brand. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. And yeah, when you said you were raised by hippies, I was like, I was raised by hippies too. So I totally understand that. Um, totally. But awesome. I, yes. I love that. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> so when it comes to yes, spirituality, that. <laughs> um, so what are some common myths that you feel like the general public, you know, things that you wish that they knew um, or some like myths you want to debunk about the mm. whole spirituality thing? Because I know at some point... I think you had mentioned in Toronto when we met that um you weren't always as woo-woo 
Yeah, <laughs> I know. I love that word. Boo boo. Um, yeah, it's honestly, I think it's such a natural progression for people. And I've always been, uh, I just, I, I'm, I see things before things happen. So even mm. with yoga and with Lululemon, I kind of saw it being big before it was big. And it's this, this is the same thing. The same thing's happening with spirituality. And I think I'm just a part of the soul group of people to pioneer this, to raise consciousness. But in 10 years, we're going to look back and, you know, everybody's going to be meditating and everybody's going to be talking about energy and um, it, it's very much um, going to be the norm. So mm-hmm. I would say um, there's a couple things. So um, I would say there's definitely some people that might call it weird and a little foreign this is more so not really my clients but I would say more friends and family may say that um or they might be like your (laughs) all your like my Christmas (laughs) my Christmas list I sent it over to my brother and he's like you know you're super weird but like I love you for it you know (laughs) (laughs) and um I just like so appreciated that because I'm like you don't have to get it but I just love you for saying that you love me, that I'm weird, <laughs> you know? Um, so yes, I don't exactly. think it's weird, but, you know, I can see how other people that maybe haven't awoken to those aspects, they can kind of see it a little bit as being weird. And I totally am okay with that. And I respect that. And I know just everything kind of happens in divine t- timing for people as they awake. Um I do wish, however, that, well, there's a couple of things. Um, I'm very passionate about mental health and I mm-hmm. really, really, truly believe there's a strong connection with mental health and spirituality, like big time. Completely. And it's, it's yeah. rarely addressed. Um, yeah, like, you know, we're, everybody seems to have, you know, bipolar or depression or anxiety issues. Um, yet we're not addressing how healing it can be to have a spiritual practice and how powerful it is to actually heal your emotions. So, you know, when you suppress one emotion, you actually suppress them all. So if you suppress anger, you're suppressing joy. When you suppress frustration, you are suppressing gratitude. When you suppress sadness, you're suppressing love. And, you know, this just often, it's just not taught, right? It's like, you know, I I have anxiety and there's something wrong with me or I have depression, there's something wrong with me. No, there's nothing wrong with you. What if we actually just looked at how full your emotional barrel was and, could we honestly look at whether or not you have practices to heal and to um, to basically cleanse and detoxify those emotions from your subtle energy field? Because when we do that, we feel amazing, right? But a lot of people don't know that. So it's, yep. um, you know, it's like spirituality doesn't have to be this woo-woo thing. It can be as simple as, healing your emotions, feeling your emotions, bringing your emotions to the conscious level so they can um, transmute, right? Um, Yeah, so such a a simple little tool or technique that you can use for this is, um, which I get a lot of my clients to do, is just free flow journaling. So setting a timer for like five or 10 minutes each day and just get all your emotions out on paper. Like you don't have to filter anything. You can just let out whatever you need to let out. Um, Because when we acknowledge it, when we put pen to paper, we can acknowledge it, we can feel it, we can raise it to the consciousness for healing. Mm, So so yeah, that's a big myth that I find a lot of people, yeah, I find a lot of people that they, they just maybe don't see that connection or they're struggling with mental health and they don't see the spiritual connection. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I, I'm obsessed with journaling and it's something where it's changed my life so much and I, I just wish more people knew about it. But I think the the whole spirituality and woo-woo thing like turns a lot of people off who could seriously benefit just from like the simple you know practice that you just described with journaling. It's like a way to release those emotions and like, feel them and 
it's just it's just such an amazing thing. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. Um, what if you could yeah. give one piece of advice that you maybe teach now and give it to, back to yourself at age 20? What would that be? <laughs> um, so I could tell myself these things at 20. I don't know if they would have been received. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's another story. It's in a, a different mind. Yeah, I was in a different mindset at 20. But um, I would tell myself that angels are gathering around me all the time and that all is working out in divine and perfect order. And I would stop worrying so much. I worried so Mm. much at that age of like my future and what I was going to do and if I was going to be successful and, you know, fear of failure and just um, no boundaries, just like you know, you know, so many, um, so much mental chatter. So I would tell myself that, you know, I have this beautiful team of light beings around me that are really waiting for me to connect with and that it's actually their divine mission to serve me and to protect me. And that when I connect with them, I can co-create in a more balanced and harmonious way and I can co-create, you know, all my successes and manifestations, um, you e- like with more ease. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and it, you know, I often tell my clients, like, just imagine, well, it's Christmas time right now, but imagine like all these little like elves kind of <laughs> working behind the scenes or, just literally working to serve you and they are more excited to connect with you than you probably are to connect to them. Like that is their mission to serve and to to love you and to support you and to help you. So it's like, why are we not connecting with them? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. Um, yeah. And, and I would, yeah. And I would also say, um, I would also tell myself that, that I have unique gifts. You know, I think so many people, especially at that age, it can be a really confusing time because you don't really know who you are yet and you maybe don't love your, like, you know, the the things that maybe are quirky about you or different about you. Um, You know, like, for instance, my life path is a five, which is the free spirit. I used to think there was something wrong with me that, like, I just literally couldn't sit in an office, like I studied business and I was like, how can I, like, I literally can't sit in, o- in an office like mm. nine to five every day. Like it's like soul, it's so soul sucking to me. And I thought there was something wrong with me where now I understand that I just have a very, I have a specific and unique soul blueprint, just like everybody else. And for me to sit at a desk every day just isn't going to serve my soul. So it's just not right for me. It might be right for somebody else, but it's just not right for me. So I would tell myself that I have these unique gifts and these soul contracts and these lessons to be learned and, you know, to just really um, explore them, to be curious about who I am and not look at what everybody else is doing Mm -hmm. Um, and just, you know, really focus on what feels good and what feels in alignment for me. Yeah, it's so interesting too. Um, I definitely agree with so much of that, but especially like the things that we worried about at age 20 it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So really, really good. Uh, totally. um, so much, so much to reflect on there. But um, okay, so you've obviously mentioned that you went through this journey, you're into meditation, the journaling, um, a lot of other things. So tell us about your daily rituals and, and kind of your spiritual practice in the day to day. What does that look like? Yeah, so um I would say just for anybody that is listening, there's no wrong or right to this. So these are just my rituals that feel really good for me. But um, I often just have my clients explore this. And like I will usually in the first session, I'll have them create daily rituals because it's going to be different for everybody. And you have to really honor yourself for that. And you got to honor like what works for you and what just doesn't work for me, for you. Um, so for me, again, I'm, 
I have mentioned this a few times. I'm a very much a free spirit. So I'm like kind of always, I love change and I'm always moving. And um, so for me, I have to bring my spiritual practices in throughout my day. Like they have to just kind of be incorporated in all day, every day. And that's just what works for me. So um, when I shower every day, that's my time to actually cleanse so I actually stand in the shower and I use my hands to cleanse the um, chakras wherever I'm drawn to, to cleanse and I'll say a prayer um, welcoming in any specific archangels to help me cut any dark energetic cords that may be attached from me um, whether that was working from clients or anybody that I had um, been in contact with that day. And yeah, it's kind of, I come into prayer. I almost come into a little bit of a meditation in the shower or in the bath. And that's my time to, to clear and cleanse. Um, yeah, so I do that. My cards, so Oracle cards. Um, do you use any Oracle cards? I don't. No? Okay, fun. You're going to have to get a deck. Um, they're amazing. There's... There's just so many wonderful decks out there. Um, So I started with one deck a few years ago and then I slowly just added to my collection. So there's, um, you know, there's angel decks and there's animal decks and there's, there's this new deck that I just got by um, Kyle Gray called Keepers of the Light, which I'm obsessed with. Um, Rebecca Campbell, um, Work Your Light is a beautiful deck. And so these, um, decks are just used as an intuitive tool so they're used to connect to your intuition and Mm -hmm. it's a great way to connect to spirit um I bring them into my client sessions and I just I look forward to pulling my cards every day and there's just there's so many beautiful messages within the readings each day and it's kind of my my me my me time just to just to focus on me and and my um my connection um, I have other rituals, but I'll just share one more. <laughs> okay. Um, like I have actually have so many rituals. Um, yeah. so the other ritual that I have is just, um, I know you talked about journaling and how much, you know, journaling has changed your life. So I often encourage people that do have a lot of dreams to journal out their dreams. And that's something that I Ooh. do every day. Um, I'm a dream oracle, meaning, I time travel and I receive all these cool messages if I'm connecting to other dimensions. And when I go and travel to these other dimensions and I come back, there's a lesson within it. There's something that I meant to share with the collective. And so I see a lot of colors and numbers and symbols and animals and just, they sound a little um, out there, but there's so much wisdom. There's so much richness. There's so much ripeness within the messages. So I encourage people if they dream a lot, like start writing them down and start sitting with yourself and asking yourself, what is the message within Mm -hmm. this dream? Like what emotions were present? What did I feel? You know, they're, they're so they're gems, right? And they can give you so much guidance in your waking life. Interesting. Yeah, I um I always remember my dreams. Like I dream a lot that that I remember. Oh, um yes. but I like I lose them so quick. So I maybe I'm going to have to start like keeping it yeah. right by my bed. Yes. <laughs> yes. So my spirit guides were like you have to have a book right by your bed because you'll lose it. Like as soon as you mm-hmm. wake up, you'll remember it and then an hour later you're like, "What was that dream again?" You can't like you forget, right? Yeah, or you like randomly remember it later on too and then you're like, "Weird." You're like, "Whoa." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, having a having your journal right by your bed. Sometimes I like will wake up in the middle of the night and I'll have such a cool dream and I'll quickly like journal it in my phone cuz I'm like, "I can't forget this. This was a yeah. good one." Um, and it's really fun. Like, it's just, it's exploring more of who you are. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like what you said too about the shower cleanse. Um, it's something that I actually recommend to, especially when I have like a client, um, who 
is really busy or people kind of, you know, that's a very common excuse. Like I'm too busy to meditate, but it's like you could do it for three or five minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but people, you know, of course yes. come up with those things. So that's like a really good way to, I think, incorporate it into your daily life. Like you're already going to be in the shower. Why not make it an amazing ritual for yourself and totally. do exactly what you described. So that's amazing. That's, that's exactly what I say. It's like you do it every day. It's so easy yeah. for you just to incorporate it in. So even if like you go for a walk every day with your dog, that's another time, you know? So like finding those everyday activities that you're, are, that you're already doing and then weave your mindful practices or your angel prayers or your mantras throughout those everyday activities. Yeah, it's so, it's crazy because I feel like once you're in this world, it's like your whole life it just becomes one giant routine with like <laughs> yeah. work like weaved into it. <laughs> a thousand percent. I was joking yeah. with my girlfriend the other day. I was like, I can't have a job. I'm like, I'm too busy doing my rituals all day. <laughs> <laughs> but like they kind of are your job, uh, which though. is so cool. <laughs> they are your job. Yes, they are. They are your job. It's amazing the best yeah (laughs) so when it comes to people who find it really hard to stick to the healthy mind body and soul um, habits and things that you've engraved into your life what do you recommend um, or what like why do you think it's so hard and what things do you recommend for people that struggle to stick I guess stick to these routines and these rituals yeah great question and I know so many people um can struggle with that. So I would say there's two things. So the first reason I would say it's what I often hear from people is a lack of trust in the process um, mm. or not having enough time like we were just talking about. So not having enough time or space in their schedule. So the, the first aspect, which is the lack of trust in the process, um, so many people are so focused on the outcome that they're not enjoying the process. And you have to believe the process and trust the process before you can see it and before you can really reap the results. Um, So you have to, you know, you have to practice before you can physically and, you know, materialize the results. Um, And so many people also, I find, and myself included, I've done this, where you kind of give up right before that miracle is about to occur. So anytime I'm feeling like I want to give up, I'm like, okay, if I want to give up, that means the miracle is literally right around the corner, right? That's your sign. I love that. So can you stay? Can you stay with it right when you want to give up? Because on that other side, you've got miracles that are about to flow into your life. Um, yeah. And, um, I find, you know, again, it's, we live in such a material world that we use our physical senses, right? And so if we can't see it or hear it or sense it, then, um, it's hard for us to believe in it. And so Mm -hmm. my biggest invitation is, is to believe in something that maybe you, that is beyond your physical senses, right? And, and, you know, we're raised in, such a society which um it's just it's outdated but in a society that congratulates the analytical the intellectual and that's truly truly not the way of the future like the way of the future is being able to emotionally heal emotional intelligence being able to use Mm. your sixth sense your intuition and knowing that we can't always see everything so like there's an element of trust that process um so yeah really really trusting and just you know not always looking for validation from others trusting in your own decisions um and then when you do see a synchronicity appear or if you have that gut feeling um to trust that like trust in yourself Mm -hmm. trust that synchronicity trust that gut feeling and just let go of what everybody else is saying um, and you know, often as well, people will receive downloads of like, say you get an inspiring idea to do something for a side business or something like that. They'll receive the download and then they don't trust it and they don't act right. on it. So it's oh. like, okay, if you're receiving that download act, right, take heart inspired action. And, um, you know, the universe will keep giving you those downloads, but 
um, they will put often challenges in your way if they're continuing to send you the same download and you're not taking action. So trust, Mm. really, really trust in that. I love what you said about believing in the results because I feel like I always connect spirituality to like working out, right? It's kind of the same thing. You have to do it for a little bit before you're going to see results. You're not going to meditate for a week and then, you know, feel this amazing shift. You're not going to work out for a week and, and see this like weight loss. So it's like, but you said it so well with like believing in the results even before you can see them. And I think especially in our society, like we want it now. And um, yeah, I love the way you put all of that. That's really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And just like enjoy the process, right? Like I think there was a Harvard study that I had read and it was, um, this was a while ago, but they looked at two different groups that committed to an exercise program. And it was the group that was committed to more of the process. They signed up for the process versus the end results. Um, and they saw better results and they committed to the exercise program longer because they were actually enjoying the process, right? Mm. So can you enjoy the process and can you also like trust and it's not, it's not about trusting in anything outside of yourself. It's developing trust in yourself, the actions and the decisions yeah. that you're making. Um, trust that. Like, you need to be your biggest cheerleader. Yes. I think there's people listening right now who are thinking, okay, yep, that's me. I know I got to lean into my intuition and trust myself more <laughs> and... Oh, so good. So good. Okay. So when you spoke to our group in Toronto, you mentioned confidence a lot and you mentioned a lot of things like kind of tying your own perspective of using spirituality and mindfulness to incorporate confidence. So can you touch on that a little bit? Yes. Amazing. Um, that was such a fun day, by the way. I loved it. It was amazing. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, it was really fun. So, um, so confidence, um, you know, if we're looking at it from a more spiritual per- perspective, um, it's connecting more to the solar plexus chakra. So um, for anybody that isn't familiar with the chakra system, we have seven chakras that have been identified, but we actually have many, many more. Um, so when I'm actually in Reiki sessions, um, I don't practice Reiki, but when I have Reiki being done on me, um, we connect to beyond even the the seven chakras. So it's really, really fascinating. Mm. Um, But the solar plexus is your third chakra. So it's just above your belly button. And um, if you're looking at more of the, for those of you that have more of an analytical mind, if you're looking from more of a science perspective, it's connected to all of your digestive organs. Um, so your small intestine, your liver, your, um, your large intestine, your colon. And um, from an energetic standpoint, this is the channel where you can step into your power. You can step into healthy self-esteem, self-worth, confidence. So when I'm working with people that are wanting to clear through a block when it comes to their confidence, um, mm-hmm. it's actually energetically clearing through the solar plexus. So it's looking at what happened in your lifetime that is not allowing you to step in to your power and into your authentic confidence. And it's channeling back like, you know, it may have been age 12, you like got up and you went to give a presentation and I don't know, maybe all the kids in the classroom were laughing at you or something like that, right? And mm-hmm. it and it just stored in your subtle energy field as I'm not confident um, and I can't stand in my power, right? So it's all about clearing those experiences and those, I call them energetic or emotional traumas from your subtle energy field so you can allow the energy to flow freely throughout the solar plexus. Um, so one way that you can really strengthen your solar plexus is, um, this might sound a little out there, but I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there (laughs) is to channel in your inner lion, um, (laughs) which is kind of like, I was never really connected to spirit animals until this year, but the lion has recently come to me as one of my spirit animals. And, um, 
that lion is there to teach us confidence, um, to stand our ground in our truth, but also remain really cool and calm and collected. So when people are in meditation, you can visualize that inner lion and and really imagine yourself as that inner lion or, or channeling the inner lion um, throughout your upper abdominal area. And um, yeah, the color that you can connect with here is also the color yellow. And that uh, that really strengthens that that chakra. Amazing. I love that you're giving like such tangible things that we can do. So that's super helpful. Um, and thank you for kind of giving some background on the chakras. Um, that's that's super good too. What about when it comes to imposter syndrome? You're someone who has built an amazing career for yourself as an entrepreneur, as an influencer. I'm not sure if you really call yourself an influencer, um, but you are. So um, influencing the masses really to, yeah. to come to spirituality is, is incredible. So have you ever dealt with imposter syndrome? And if so, how did you overcome it? Yeah, I loved this question. It's so funny. I feel like and like, maybe this is just me, but I don't use the word imposter syndrome a lot in like the spiritual world. But um, as I was reflecting on it, I was like, yeah, like this is, this is kind of similar to like, it's like an emotional block. It's kind of the same thing, right. just using different language. Um, so I thought that was really, really cool. Um, so yes, I would say, um, thank you for calling me an influencer, by the way. <laughs> I don't usually call myself that, but I will, I will take it. It's the, the way of the future. Um, but I would say every, yeah, um, every light worker, every healer or medium, so especially, or anybody that's kind of working in this field, right? Whether you're a life coach or, whether you're a nutritionist or a yoga teacher or whenever you're sort of guiding people, you doubt your abilities, right? And you you doubt your healing capabilities. And, you know, mm -hmm. I think this is just a part of everybody's path. So own it. Like it's going to be a part of your path. It's one of yep. just the blocks that you have to work through. And um, this isn't a bad thing. It's actually really good if you're aware of it, because that's the first step. So it's like, yep, I'm aware of this. I'm doubting my abilities. I'm doubting my capabilities. Um, but as soon as you doubt it, this is actually showing you how authentic you actually are and how genuine you actually want to show up. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be questioning yourself. So it actually shows that you're taking mm. this work really seriously and that you want to do your best, which I think is such yeah. a phenomenal quality to have. Um, and then also, you know, what helps to pull yourself out of that imposter syndrome or that emotional block is to just really be confident into what you're drawn to. So I see a lot of people um, that come to me that are drawn to you know, spirituality, obviously, and like the metaphysical aspect. So I often tell them, you know, you're drawn to this because there's something in you that wants to emerge. There's something that's hidden. There's something mm -hmm. suppressed. Otherwise, you would not be drawn to this subject, right? You right. wouldn't be drawn to it. So it's like if you're always listening to podcasts about nutrition or you're always listening to podcasts about confidence or whatever it may be, can you trust in that and trust in your abilities knowing that there's actually something in that person that you have within you so it's like if you're listening to this podcast and you're wanting to learn about spirituality there's actually a part of me that is in you otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this like you wouldn't be listening you, we wouldn't be on the same frequency it's just not how it yeah. works so um yeah, so to really shift you out of the imposter syndrome, it's, you know, looking at those qualities in other people and recognizing, hey, I love that wonderful quality in them. And then seeing that that's just a mirror. It's just a reflection of something mm -hmm. amazing and that same quality that you also possess, right? Those same strengths, those same gifts. Um, yeah, and that really helps build your confidence, right? Um, and I love making, I don't know if you do this, but I love kind of just making a list of all my synchronicities or all of the amazing testimonials that I had from clients because yes. that helps you 
like that helps pull you out of that imposter syndrome because you can just go back and be like, oh yeah, remember when that happened or remember when that happened? And you can kind of pull yourself out of that, um, that doubt and that fear. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate that you mentioned that it's something that we all deal with because I feel like when people are going through it and they're having a lot of self-doubt, they feel like it just makes you feel alone. You feel like everybody else looks like they know what they're doing and they totally never doubt themselves and it's only me over here in the corner, totally. you know, feeling insecure. Absolutely. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that you mentioned, you know, it's something everyone Absolutely. Yeah, it's just like the blocks. We all get them. We just got to work through them. A hundred percent. We are humans and we have flaws and we have blocks and it is all good. Um, But our work is just to really be like, you know, this is all about confidence. That's what you coach on. It's all about being the absolute best version of yourself and only you know what that is, right? So it's taking full responsibility for your life. Totally, totally. What about if there's, what would you say to the girl who's maybe kind of dabbling in spirituality and wants to just try one new way to kind of explore or dive deeper into discovering, you know, her own path and really who she is and getting connected? What would you tell them? Um, like a gateway drug. So I would, yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. So I would say, so this is like tough cause it's like everybody has their own sort of way to, to explore it for the first time. But so yeah. my first recommendation would be just whatever you are drawn to know that you're being drawn to it for a reason. So if you're drawn to go to a Reiki session, go to a Reiki session. If you're drawn to using crystals, start using crystals. If you're drawn to start a meditation practice, start a meditation practice. If you're drawn to Mm. Oracle card decks, get a deck and start using it every day, you know, and just trust that whatever you're being drawn to, it's a nudge from your spirit team, from the universe to say, Hey, here's a great tool to help get you started on that, that path of spirituality. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of twofold because it gives people something to do and and to kind of go after and do, but it's also like learning to listen to your intuition is like, it's everything. And it is like the first kind of step into the whole spirituality realm is really just learning to tune into that and to follow like the little um, things that you feel called to do. So that's really good. Absolutely, and like let it it evolve over time, right? So it's Mm -hmm. like let it just it can build over time. Like if you feel like you've maybe outgrown or you're not being drawn to Oracle decks anymore, then great. Try something else. Right. So be, um, like have fun and eat. Like there's so many awesome courses online. Just be open to exploring that and trust if there's a teacher that is, or a practitioner that's landing in your life, trust that they are landing in your life for a reason and it is a wonderful gift from the universe. Oh, love that so much. So good. Um, okay, any favorite books that you have for us in the personal development and spirituality world? Yes. <laughs> this was so hard because if you if you see my office, like I have a lot of books. <laughs> I have a I massive library. Either, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot, but, um, so right. I'll, I'll just share what I'm reading right now. So, um, I always have a few books on the go. Um, but I'm reading a really awesome book called angel intuition. I can't remember the author, but if you look up angel intuition, it's so awesome. She's got so many fun stories in the book. Um, it's been just so helpful for me. Um, I'm also listening to on audio super attractor, but I'm sure everybody knows Gabriel Bernstein. Um, so that's been awesome. It's a very, like, she gives really approachable, easy to understand steps to manifestation. Um, and then I'm also reading the surrender experiment, which, um, you know, is all about surrendering and trusting in the divine and, um, letting go of control, which I think all of us could, um, 
use. <laughs> and then I'm really loving my, I bought a new angel prayer book by Kyle Gray. So if you're really drawn to connecting to angels, he's amazing. Um, yeah, and then I have some amazing, like favorite author, Marianne Williamson I love, Carolyn Mays I love, Esther Hicks I love. All their teachings are have been a really big part of my my path. Awesome. Thank you so much for the recommendations. You're at least the second, maybe the third to recommend Super Attractor. I know that's cute right now. So oh, definitely amazing. put that on my list. Um, and the other yes. one sounds really good too. Awesome. Yes. And audiobooks are the best, right? Like for those that, again, struggle with time or they are really just have a hard time sitting still, right? You can listen to mm -hmm. it when you're driving. You can listen to it when you're in the bath. So again, I like to just weave my reading time throughout my day. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, Stephanie, thank you so much. This has been incredible. I know everyone is like, okay, I want to know more about this girl. I want to work with her. I want to follow her on Instagram. Um, where can they find you? You're so sweet. Um, so my website is, I'm going to try and do my last name, <laughs> stephaniewbolia.com. Um, so it's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-W. B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U.com. And then it's the same on Instagram. So just Stephanie W. Bolia. Um, and I have my six-week online course to uplevel your spirituality, which registration actually just opened. And it's for the Halo Ooh. Healing Academy. And it begins on January 13th, 2020. So I'm like so over the moon excited for that. Um, and then I have a podcast that's launching with my soul sister, Claire Hickey. Um, I'm not announcing the name just yet, but it's going to be all about spirituality and, um, holistic nutrition. So that's launching in 2020 as well. Okay. I cannot wait to listen to your podcast. Please keep me updated. And <laughs> <laughs> I one will. last thing I wanted to ask you about, um, I saw that you have retreats. Do you have any coming up? I would like die to go on a retreat with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I would love to have you. Um, so I don't. That's funny that you ask. I've been getting so many downloads about that. So I crazy, crazy story. I actually manifested a retreat. So I'm going to Costa Rica in January. Oh like all paid just out of nowhere. This is remember oh, I was saying how God. I changed my name. I manifested stuff. So as soon as yeah. I changed my name to Polia, there was a couple things that I manifested and it was like, bam, bam. Um, so that was fun. So I'm in Costa Rica when I go in January, I'm going to get nice and clear as to my lineup for 2020. So all of that will be posted on my website. Um, but I am looking at doing both um, weekend local retreats and then also a retreat in in Sedona, Arizona. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> okay, I've literally been dreaming of going to Sedona for the past like that's oh like my god, my, it's, like, it's literally my favorite place in the world. Like it's oh just gosh. for oh, I love that you feel connected to that place. It's it feels like home. Like it's just the energy there is incredible. The hiking, the it just I feel so centered and so grounded. Um, so I'm excited to, to share that with people this year or oh, next year. So good. So good. I know everyone's like, yep, sign me up, sign me up for that retreat. Sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Stephanie, yes. thank you so much for coming on the podcast and yeah, look forward to talking to you thank soon. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you so, so much for having me. Love you. Yeah. Love you. Bye.